Dave's here. Hey guys, sorry about that. Man, those uh, those initial links um, that you sent had me going through all of these um, all of these functions to like add my channels and do all this weird stuff. I, I didn't know what I've never done that before. <laughs> Restream yeah, wants you to stream on all of your channels for all of the things. Oh, I, I got no channels. I'm I'm pretty uh low low key. <sighs> Me either. What's going on with you, Mr. Newman? Not much, not much, guys. Um it's great to see you. Am I how's the view here? I, um you guys can see me okay? Yeah, you yeah, you looking looks extra shiny. It looks great. I love it. Looking good. <laughs> Better than mine. Oh. Good to see you guys. Nikki, it's also great to finally kind of meet you. I've obviously known know. about you and followed you around, but uh, you're always so busy at all the events. I know. I feel like we've crossed paths at like some live events here and there over the course of however long we've been. We've been in this for a minute now. But um, I know I feel like I haven't had a chance to sit down like face to face with you ever. So this is actually really nice. Yeah. Exciting for me, too. I, I love your work and I, I question Thanks. your... I question your your choices and cohorts, but I, I imagine you're experimenting. I don't know. <laughs> you know, John is the one that pulled me in. In fairness, yeah. For the record, I oh. chose her, not the other way around. It's true. Okay, well, it's very true. You should you should actually be complimenting my choices, not questioning hers. So well, I actually I compliment your choices, lucky. but I, I still question her choices to <laughs> uh, you know to uh, shield and, and protect. I, I was fair. Uh, I was Mark safe from base. John Willie. I was cursing you a little bit tonight. Yeah, and, double and, unders in the workout, probably, right? Yeah, I'm gonna show it mm. to you too. I'm because now we have this new technology. I'm gonna pull this up on the screen so you can see it. Look at this foolishness. Eight, okay. it's it's eight rounds essentially. Four, you're doing four AMRAPs twice, but okay. every three minute AMRAP opens with fifty double unders. So you do the math. It's four hundred double unders by the time you're done. My calves are screaming. Cake. My calves are <laughs> screaming. Where well, where is this programming from, John? Is this from one of the gyms you've been going to, or yeah, this is um, it's the gym I joined actually, which is Crooked River CrossFit, a couple of miles from my house, and um, they go Tuesday's cardio day, and I'm like, I'm not sure this is cardio, but okay, let's, let's go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was brutal, but I will say, you know, where I wasn't cursing you is I was using uh, I was using the new uh, Evo rope. Okay. And Ooh. I did the first four rounds unbroken. And then when I got into the second half, I chose to not do them unbroken because I needed to catch my breath because I was dying sure. after that first round of uh, assault bite calories or echo bite calories. And, uh, and then on the last round, I did them unbroken, but I did them like really fast. Like you can get that rope, you know, you can get that rope really whipping quick. Mm -hmm. and I rattled off 50 and like, you know, 20, 25 seconds or something. The coach looked at nice. me like, he's like, what the hell? And I'm like, it's the beauty of the rope. Like if you need to go fast, you can, but you pay for it, you know? And I paid for it. <laughs> it was, it awesome. was brutal. My calves are dying, man. They're absolutely dying. Good workout. Yeah. That's, that's a good amount of volume. That's where, you know, knowing, knowing your threshold, knowing your current um, fitness status is key to, uh, you know, decide whether you should maybe scale that back a little bit, just do 30 per round. You know, something like that, maybe. I'm not. I'm not a punk. What are you talking about? I'm not scaling. <laughs> he has so a funny. different show for that. There's a whole other show. <laughs> oh yeah, that's scales. right. That's, 
I've been on been on that one, the scale and bail. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. You know. Take your own podcast advice. Your own I, podcast it, advice. No, well, I don't have to. I personally don't have to scale double unders, and that's one thing I don't have to scale. And you know, it's just high volumes. All it was, it was just a lot. You know, I have not been doing them in that volume recently, so it was fun. Well. It's funny. I think we talked about this when I was, yeah, when I was on your other podcast with Ben and, and we, we did discuss that. And, um, you know, it's, it's like, I scale a lot. Like I used to be so into competitive CrossFit and training three times a day, six days a week back when you didn't have all this, you know, periodization and everything was more scientific back right. then, you know, 14 years ago, we were just going as hard as we could, as often as we could. And the more sore we were, the better. It meant we were doing something. Right. And, uh, and you know, that lasts for so long. And then y- your body says, you know, put the brakes on. And, um, yeah, now, like, for example, I know I saw Nikki at, um, at the semifinals, several of the semifinals. And, you know, those are long days. You don't get your training in. And, um, you know, when I get back to my home gym, I scale, I scale, I ease myself back into it. And I, I take my own advice because anytime I see newcomers to CrossFit, I always tell them, don't, you don't need to race with anybody in here. Just, you know, get sweaty and practice good movement, learn good movement, get sweaty, you know, you'll get there. So, uh, yeah, there was a, there was a guy at my gym who was relatively new, like first couple months. And, um, he started coming in twice a day, same workout. Same group class, just, you know, he'd do like the 6am and then he'd do like the 530pm. And I was just like, yeah, that won't last. <laughs> I remember that newcomer energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, right. And then like, of course, oh, you know, as a coach, much, I'm like, right, of course. Yeah. But as yeah. a coach, I'm like, you know, if you're work, if you, if you're able to come here tonight, you probably didn't work as hard as you could have this morning. But I remember the excitement and the energy and the like, yeah, totally. That's, Go as hard as you can, as often as you can, and and eventually they ease into it. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, it's interesting. You guys have been around for quite a while. We were talking about this at the um, at the semifinal events with uh, you know Wilson, the organizer over there at, at the MAC and Syndicate, and several others. Actually, some of the local um, affiliate owners that were helping out with. Uh, CrossFit's booth, you know, the activations with the affiliates. And, you know, really, it was really interesting to kind of make observations about the old CrossFit, you know, the way things used to be and, and you know, where it was more of a edgy underground kind of thing. Um, you know, we always joke about board shorts and, uh, <laughs> you know, Converse, you know. Um, yep. and, and, and now, you know, now that things are much more commercialized, um, you know, you get a, you have a different demographic coming in and, uh, it's kind of interesting to see, um, you know, what, what that's like and how new people coming in kind of, uh, how they receive it. And also, um, you know, how, how, how their experience looks different than ours, you know, from way back when I remember starting and spending hours and I mean, hours researching on how to make gymnastics wraps because nobody sold them. Mm-hmm. Like at least within the CrossFit space, you know, and I got what really rap, good at kind of wraps. Yeah. Yeah. Hand wraps. Cool. So I would like, I would buy rolls of tape and just make yeah, my own same. hand wraps, you know, and I got really good at it. Like real good at it. You mean Remember for grips? Would, for, yeah, yeah. for grips. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and like you couldn't find anything in those days. That's, you know, you couldn't, you know, you, I was having all the new person problems, you know, and trying to solve them and nowhere to go. 
you know, trying to figure out like, what do you do when you get in rope burns and what do you do when your yeah. hands are ripping and, and, you know, I'm bald. So like, what are you doing? That sweat's falling in your face and, and, you know, nobody made good, even good shoes at the time. Shoes was the biggest problem because we didn't have nanos then, you know, like I found innovates and I thought somebody had just cured cancer for me. Like finally yeah. found a kind of a light pair of shoes that were flat, you know, and those are the old blue Smurf ones, you know? Yep. Yeah. Uh, 195. Yeah. Just totally. such a different time than now where, I mean, I was like scrolling Instagram today and like literally every other photo, somebody selling something, you know, to solve some CrossFit problem, you know, it's yeah. just kind of a, such a different era. You know what I miss? I miss back in the day when there were, when there wasn't a lot, but there were a couple, like you said, like innovate was, you know, kind of like the shoe that we went to. I feel like the customer service around that stuff was like epic. Like I remember when I had, I and I had like seven pairs of innovates, like whatever they made, I bought into. But when I was first deciding if it was like 195s or I think it was also they had two fifties, right? Something like that, mm -hmm. or two ninety five, something like that. Two ninety five. I sent an email and I was like, "Hey, I'm like starting CrossFit and I don't know what shoe to get," and like had a legit, full on, like friendly back and forth conversation with someone from customer service at Innovate who was like, nice. "Let me help you pick the perfect shoe." And similarly, for five minutes, I worked for Again Faster doing marketing for them before like the company got sold. It was really at the very end of it, but. Back in the day, like again, Faster's whole shtick was like, if you have a home gym or if you're an affiliate owner and you just bought a space or you're renting a space or whatever, you call them and they will like, it, like figure out the layout of your space and help you customize how many pieces of rig and what should go where. And like a physical human in Norwood, Mass would like walk a gym owner or a home gym owner through that process. And I just remember that being so like special. It was like really one-on-one, -on -one, really small community efforts. And um, that's a little bit gone with as big as we get. But at the same time, like I love all the extra gear. So no complaints. Well, so you've never come to our facility here in San Diego where we still give that white glove, very personalized treatment to everybody that walks through the doors. They all, yeah, absolutely. They come in like we have our headquarters here where we assemble most all of our products. Um, you know, we have a little brick and mortar store that people come in and we have a fully dedicated um, 1500 square foot gym. And so we bring everybody out to the out to the gym after they sign their waiver. And, uh, you know, we coach them up, figure out what they need and, you know, go in, help them make the selection and they get to watch it being built through a window that goes into our uh, manufacturing side. And uh, it's a fun little experience. So, so I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that you, you appreciated that era. Yeah. And, and I'm proud to say that we are keeping that alive. That's so well, cool. I didn't know you guys did all that. How fun. Yeah. It's super fun. It's yeah. It's super special. fun to, you yeah, know, yeah, when I, uh, when I started doing double unders, um, and at this point it's over a decade ago, I was using the Buddy Lee rope. That was the first rope someone gave me. And I liked it because it was it was light, but it didn't hurt when it hit you, you know. And I had the right. first one with the big, the big red handles that were like super long, you know. Yep. And I didn't love those. So I switched and I bought the, the shorter handles and I liked those better. And I got pretty good at them. And then I decided I want a big boy rope. So I go on the RX Smart Gear website and I buy buy myself a big boy rope. And because I'm a dude and I got an ego, I'm like, oh, of course I need the thinnest rope possible. I, you know, mm. I don't want the heaviest rope. So I get the thinnest rope. 
And all of a sudden I can't do double unders again, you know, but I'm in the middle of a workout with this thing and I have a mean ass coach at the time. Cause in those days, coaches were mean. <laughs> I don't know if they still are everywhere, but my coach was mean and she wouldn't let me change robes. And by the time I was done, I'm not shitting you. My legs were purple from just smacking myself with this rope. And I went and hung yeah. it up on the gym mall and I didn't touch that thing again for a year. I went back to Buddy <laughs> Lee until I got really good at double unders. And then I went back to RX Market and I've been there ever since. That's but, funny. That's oh, funny. What a great it story. So it hurts so bad. I'll never yeah. forget that. <laughs> They'll stick with you. Nikki, how long have you been around the, the CrossFit space? Yeah, so um, I started CrossFit in 2011 and started coaching in 2012. So a million cool. years. Very cool. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, that's we awesome. are we are all OGs. Yeah, I still don't have abs for the record. <laughs> Throwing well, that out there. A, just had a baby pretty recently, I think. Right? Yeah, so. ten months. Ten months ago, actually. Let me just let me just casually hand off my milk. <laughs> good timing <laughs> yeah. I'm um, that cross i mean i tell this to people all the time like you want abs that's diet you're not going to get it at crossfit it is or you, it is or you need to right. switch to bodybuilding and and do something more aesthetic like yeah no totally you know totally functional at least for me um and i drink too i drink too much to get to keep abs on a routine basis <laughs> so. yeah i just donuts donuts and carbs oh. Well, I'm in a, we're in a 45 day window right now until the games are coming around. So I'm on a LaCroix kick right now. So yeah, kettlebells and LaCroix. We're real close. Wow. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. It's funny that we like every year we're like, man, we really got to like look fit for watching other people fitness. (laughs) You just want to feel like you're part of it. You want to go there and you want to like feel good about yourself. You want to be like, I'm in this community. Look at me. I work out. Duh. Hey, that's the beautiful part about the games. Everyone there looks like they can be called onto the field at any moment in time. And you never know if you will be. <laughs> I know. Right. You never know. <laughs> oh you, my you goodness. Ne- you never know. Dave, are you guys gonna you guys gonna have a booth at the games this year? Or are you just going to spectate? Yeah, we're gonna go support athletes. Um, no booth. Um, yeah, the economics of that side of things have, have kind of uh, gotten out of hand. So unfortunately mm-hmm. it's not not cost cost effective to uh to try and engage at the games anymore um it is crazy but, uh, expensive i was talking to somebody about that and they were telling me the booth costs i'm like holy shit and they were selling yeah. t-shirts which is even worse <laughs> you know it's like man yeah yeah no i mean um i mean we 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 had attended 10 games in a row from from 2010 uh the first year that i was in carson uh up through 2019 and so, uh, and we, we only got to that 10th one, you know, um, on the hair, you know, the hair of uh, chinny chin chin, I guess, mm-hmm. um, just cause they raised the prices that year. And we really wanted to get that 10th year in because at the time, besides rogue, we were the only other company that had been that consistent, um, and for that long. And so, um, I actually called in a favor to, to Dave Castro and, um, you know, not that we're buddies by any means, but we've known each other for a long time and, uh, he's always been super gracious to us. And so he, uh, he, he, he worked it out so we could get a little discount, basically get the, the, the prior year's pricing, you know, uh, so we could come back. So, which was any, he, he extended that discount to, uh, some of our competitors as well. So he was being pretty fair handed with it, but, um, but that let us get our 10th year in and I was pretty stoked for that. And, um, 
And after that, we, we, we pretty much knew that we wouldn't be going back um, unless things, you know, shake out differently. I mean, I, I think as long as companies keep writing the check, they'll just keep the prices up or keep raising them to test the waters. And so I'm, I'm real anxious to see how how it is this year because you guys went last year and obviously vendor village was you know half half the capacity right half the size yeah um you know there were probably i think there were at best 60 percent um vendors showed up and you know they had a big um they had a big zoom meeting with um Castro, this is last, that year, or last year, they had with Castro and Justin Berg and Billy Rogers from Frameworks. And, yep. you know, it was a big rah-rah with all the vendors, you know, trying to um, give us confidence that it was going to be a good show and good attendance and it'd be worth worthwhile for us to go and, you know, give us a chance to ask questions. And, uh, you know, we just, we opted to, well, sit it out just because, again, the prices still aren't conducive. Um, and so... Uh, and then we got there and saw how sparse it was. I mean, it was almost like going back to 2010, 2011, when we were still growing up and the numbers were getting bigger every year. This was kind of going the other direction, but it, 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 it looked like 2010, 2011 all over again. So, um, yeah, and they are keeping the prices the same. So, um, yeah, so we'll go expect. Honestly, Sue and I really enjoy, like, watching the event. To go for mm-hmm. so many years yeah. in a row and – you know, um, for the last few years, while it was at Carson, we started renting a VIP booth um, in the tennis stadium so that we could, you know, entertain entertain guests and friends and, and coaches and athletes. And then we could go get away and go watch, watch whenever we could. Um, and even then we were, you know, rarely getting over to our to the booth. You know, we're spending gobs of money to have access to it. Right. Um, so. So it's it's nice the last couple of years that we've gone and just been able to enjoy it and uh, you know support and share. We have we have so many friends competing. So um, yeah. Oh, uh, how are you feeling about Castro's return? I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, you know, I, I am. I mean, it's funny. It's one of the things that we were kind of talking about at, at the different semifinals and and. You know, that's that when, when CrossFit started, I mean, we always had um, the visionary, right, leading, right, he, you know, kind of our Jim Jones, for lack of a better, <laughs> lack of a better uh, analogy. But, you know, you, you had that visionary and, um, and you know, you, you either bought in or you jumped ship. I mean, it was, it was up to you and the people that bought in really bought in. And, you know, uh, you know, Glassman, good, bad or indifferent, was, was a very charismatic, intelligent, you know, human that... Uh, got a lot of people to follow along and, and Castro was very much that as well. So, um, you know, now we kind of have this commercialization of CrossFit where it's run by a board. And when he was gone and we had an interim CEO that we didn't even know about, you were kind of floating like, well, what are we doing? Like what's happening here? Right. Like are we literally, are we barely treading water? I mean, what, what's right. going to happen, especially a company like ours where, you know, CrossFit's our biggest market. Um, and, and the one that we're most closely tied to, and we grew up in CrossFit, right. Since, since Oh nine. So, um, you know, to have him back definitely, you know, um, brings back, you know, somebody who you can kind of depend on as your, you know, your captain that'll steer the ship, you know, uh, whether it's on the affiliate side, which I think is, you know, definitely important, 
or whether he gets back over to the game side. Um, uh, you know, so it'll be interesting. I, I listened to, uh, did you listen to his interview with Savon when he came back? No, I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good listen to go back and kind of just, uh, you know, get his take on, on some of the things and kind of just his direction and where he's, where he's at at this time. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely glad, glad to have him back. But at the same time, I was very curious how, a, a you know, a commercial entity was going to run CrossFit, you know, like, okay, which direction are they going to take it? I mean, is this going to become, um, you know, another Peloton, uh, mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm still, in, still interested to see how they do that. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I, people shouldn't be deceived by Dave coming back into thinking that the board will make decisions in the best interest of the company. Sure. Um, and which means, you know, they get their say, Dave doesn't long-term. I mean, that's the way boards work. You know, it's nothing. Sure. I'm excited Dave's back. So it's not a critique on him in any stretch of the imagination. It's just, you know, kind of the way it is. It, it will be interesting to watch them coexist. And it was a really good decision for them and very unusual for a board of directors to make a move like that. So I'm right. I'm excited to see it play out and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So he's got his work cut out for him. You're right. Mm. Well, I I feel like they'll get it. You know, it'll start to turn. I mean, if if anything, I'm already sensing, and Nikki, I don't know what you're sensing, but you talk to a lot of people too, so maybe you can weigh in here. Um, I'm sensing the community, kind of the mood is better. And that's a good thing in a community like this, that's really tight knit and you got a lot of people messaging each other and, you know, text streams and everything else. I think that's a really good thing for the brand. Yeah, I think for sure. I think that the vibe is, is absolutely that this is the right move. And I think that when Dave was first let go, there was a lot of emotion. And I don't think, I don't think a lot of people knew where to place that. I think that some people were like, yeah, maybe he, you know, people love to complain, right? Is he the right figurehead of the sport? Is he leading us in the professional sport direction? And there was a lot of like, you know, we loved to debate that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden he was gone and people were like, well, wait, like, I don't know if I really meant that like good, bad or not. (laughs) Like he was ours and he was, and I've said this before on the show, like I love the theatrics. I love that he was like the quote unquote villain, like the guy you love to hate around the open because what is he going to program for us? And it's going to be so rough and he's going to be like dramatic at the reveal. And like, I loved having that character uh, in the sport side of things outside of all the background stuff that I know, because I've seen it with my own two eyes, you know, how hard he works and how much he values the athletes. Like I was certainly missing that. And, and I don't know. I also didn't really complain. I feel like as much as a lot of other people, because like just businesses run how businesses run. And I don't pretend to know or understand why they make decisions. All I can say is that I do think the vibe overall from the community is like, good, he, he belongs here. He represents our sport and everyone knows he does a lot of great work on the ground. So putting him on the affiliate side of things feels like it's going to really go in the right direction. And I, for one, am very excited to see him in this role. Yeah, hundred percent. Well said, uh, you, you know, I, I don't know if people remember back in um, 2015, I want to say um, he did a thing called the, the TDC drop-in and he had, you know, made a goal to himself that he wanted to try and drop into every affiliate in Southern California, which was about 90 and do Oof. a workout. Yeah. Drop in, you know, meet the owners, meet the coaches, do a workout with a class, 
um, and, and hit all of them. And he gave himself like a year, um, which was freaking awesome, right? Like who, who does that? Who, who on the board of CrossFit is going to go do that, right? Who's going right. to be the face? Um, and um, that was awesome. And at the time, we, we you know, our, our dedicated gym, we affiliated for a few years just really just to kind of pitch in and be a part of, you know, be that part of the community. And plus I just really wanted to have, I wanted to have the name CrossFit smart. I just thought that was a great name. Ah, awesome. <laughs> you know, cause it's, it's, it's almost, it's a name, but it's also uh, a demand, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. a directive CrossFit smart, not dumb. But um, so we were one of the, one of the facilities that he dropped in to do a workout. Um, and it was, super cool for him to do that and um and we got to spend you know time together and and that that was the year that um i was able to influence him to get heavy jump ropes heavy double unders into the <gasps> into the games was that year it was the last year yes. in, Carson, in 2015 so i remember we, that we, yeah we put him through a heavy jump rope workout we knew athletes weren't using heavy heavy jump ropes back then everybody's using their little dinky speed ropes um yep. so i'll never forget my i had a hit like they always come to me live, you know, before the event starts. And I had threaded a speed rope through like a five pound plate. And I was basically, I was like holding it up to the camera. I was like, this is what they're doing effectively. It was like, they were like, <laughs> weren't they like five pound ropes or like two and a half pound ropes? I can't remember. It was something along those lines. Well, yeah, I think uh, they ended up using, uh, even though I pitched hard to use our rope and that's what I had Dave, you know, when he did the drop in, we did a workout with our rope, which was a half pound. The cord is a half pound. Um, and the handles are normal light handles and they ended up using rogues rope, uh, since, you know, rogues, the official equipment provider. Um, and that year, that year we were a larger sponsor. Um, that was our, the last, that was the 10th anniversary of the games. Um, it was the last year that was going to be in Carson. So we wanted to play a bigger role. And so we were a bigger partner sponsor that year. But we didn't negotiate to be the official jump rope that year. Actually, we that was the year we were also the official jump rope of CrossFit, but not the games. That's still owned by Rogue. So Rogue, uh, Rogue put their, their heavy rope in the games. Um, and, and those ropes, um, the handles had, I think, a pound of weight in each hand and then a half-pound cord. Oh, so maybe and, I threaded a two-and-a-half-pound plate. Yeah, yeah. that would probably be more real. Yeah, yeah that sounds go. right. So but I remember handle. that. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. insane back in the day. Yeah. Every year at games, there was something, and you were like, "How are they gonna do it? The peg? How are they gonna do it?" <laughs> right. And then, like two years later, like every gym has a pegboard in it. Well, like, oh, and that's the, you know that brings up another really interesting point, and and this is something that we've always said, and it kind of like all ties in with you know Castro going away and and then coming back. But um, you know, we used to always have this debate that what the games athletes do is superhuman. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that's not, you know, it's not what the regular gym goers in an affiliate need to be doing. Um, but that being said, we're always influenced by what the games athletes do. And all of the stuff that, you know, Castro threw out there um, for the competition, we would all eventually adopt it in our affiliates anyway. Just like you said, yep. the pegboard's a perfect example. Um, mm-hmm. You know, heavy ropes, whatever, whatever it might be, just because... You want to try something new, right? You want to try and get better. You want to try and get stronger. And, and there's, there's, they're putting it out there and showcasing it. And, yeah, the games athletes are doing it way heavier and way faster than we can do it. But we still want to try. So having that as kind of our, our, our guide, 
you know, uh, and again, back to the visionary, right? Like that's, I think that's what we were missing. He left after Glassman left and after, after Castro left, that was my concern is, well, who's the visionary and who are we following now? Or are we all just following the methodology, but we don't have a leader anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So excited, excited to see where things go. Here we have a, an interesting question came in the chat actually along this line. So, um, what do you guys want Castro to do? So, Dave, we'll just give it to you first, Dave. So, any changes you'd like to see him make coming back in? You know, what's his stamp need to be? Um, you know, I mean, in listening to his interview with with um, with Savon, I mean, it sounds like he's really going to be uh, rolling up his sleeves and getting involved with the affiliates. And you know, I think for the the greater health of 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 CrossFit overall, which it's, it's such a huge economy, right? If you think about all the businesses that Nikki, you alluded to earlier, all of the different companies and businesses that have in mine included that have come to fruition because of CrossFit, you know, that, that only happened because of the affiliate model. Um, so, you know, really strengthening the affiliate model and, 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 you know, getting more, more quality gyms out there, you know, more jumping on board, uh, less jumping off, right? You get all the all the affiliates that, uh, you know, figure it like, hey, I can do that. I don't need to pay for an affiliate. I don't need this anymore. I can I can be ABC Fitness. I don't have to be ABC CrossFit. And uh, they jump ship. Um, you know, I think we need to stop that bleeding and try and get, you know, get more quality um, affiliates on board. And so just on the affiliate support side, you know, the things that, that Dave can probably bring to the table just so that, you know, the education is good and that they're not only just, you know, teaching coaches how to coach, but, you know, CrossFit, the one big thing I've always disliked about CrossFit, and this was Glassman's whole, you know, cream rises to the top is, hey, low barrier of entry, great, you, you, have, you own your own business, run it how you want, good luck. And there were no boundaries, you know, and you'd see gyms open up. And we'd travel around teaching workshops, you know, our jump rope workshops. And we'd go to a gym and there would be a competitor like literally across the street, literally across the street. And you're just thinking, what, it, like, how could you let that happen? So things like that, that were never really vetted out and, and provided to affiliates to help them run a successful business and giving them some structure. Um, you know, I think those are things that... Um, that that could really help you know create a stronger stronger environment so that that's what i would like to see honestly i mean the games it'd be great to see him get back to the games just for like the show of it uh, and just for the sentimental aspect of it but um but i think overall yeah stronger stronger affiliate environment nikki how about you well, first of all, hi, Mark. Thanks for asking this question. Mark is my internet friend. He's um, also a pediatrician, and I've bothered him so many times with questions about my baby when he was first home. So hi, Mark. Um, so I think two things. I think, first of all, in terms of like what what Dave specifically can help lend his himself to on the affiliate side of things, I feel like his like fame and his like notoriety within our community can be leveraged to help boost affiliates and individual affiliates and things that are happening in affiliates. Like the drop-in thing that you mentioned is like a perfect example. Like, don't you know, every single time he dropped into a gym and tagged a gym, people were like clicking on it and checking out that gym and seeing what that gym's Instagram page was like or whatever. Like he alone 
you know, sharing something that a gym on one coast is doing or explaining how another gym had like a success story is going to help people get eyes on different gyms. So I feel like lending his fame within our community to the things that are happening on the ground is going to be a really great way to leverage him in this position. In addition, I don't know if this is really a a Dave Castro specific thing, um, but something that I would love to see in terms of help or guidance from HQ to each individual affiliate model is I think that we should have like a best practices type of thing. And maybe this already exists. I don't own a gym, so I don't know. It does. But it, it does exist. Well, I was going to say specifically for getting new members, a best practices guide or workshop or right. touch base or something about how to grow your membership, because that's how these gyms need to survive. Like they they have turnover. They need to get people in the door in order to put food on their table. So I don't know if that's like a marketing 101. Happy to help make that, by the way, CrossFit, Uh if you need me. But like a marketing 101, even like a Facebook ads 101 to put some geographic targeting on, like come for a free class, come to this gym. Like, you know, how do you get people in your door? What are some recommendations you can make and, and support from HQ in that respect, I think would help gym owners specifically start turning a profit because sometimes they don't for a really long time. (laughs) And that's hard for them. That's hard for them to put food on their own table, you know? Yeah. Well, it's funny. Like a lot of this stuff exists and what's interesting where I'd like to see where I think Castro will make an impact. And, and, you know, I don't know all this for a fact that a lot of this is just anecdotal and just stuff I see, but, um, I had a, I was talking to an affiliate owner the other day and they said, Oh, my affiliate rep called me. It's the first time I've heard from him in a couple of years. And, you know, this is just a couple of weeks after Castro came in. And I'm like, Oh, well, what'd you guys talk about? And they said, Well, we talked about uh, affiliate roundtables where we're, you know, partnering with other gyms to, you know, to your point, Nikki, to talk about, you know, how to generate more members and revenue and yeah, yeah. Make, cool. make money and, and, you know, all that sort of thing. And I said to him, I'm like, Well, you know, they've had this for a couple of years now. Like yeah. they've, they've had it for a long time. And he's like, yeah, but we haven't heard from anyone. And it occurred to me in that moment that I think this is what Castro brings to the table is that he brings a structure and organization, you know, and I don't know if it's from his past to being a Navy SEAL or it's just how he is. But, you know, I think you could see that on his impact in the games of how structured and well organized the games were in the time that he ran it. I think he'll bring that to the affiliate model, too. And I think that's a big, big plus for the affiliates if they really start to understand where their resources are and how to leverage them, you know, and, and to your point, they have classes about, you know, how to drive revenue. As a matter of fact, I was, I was reading today, but they're teaching a seminar. Um, I forget exactly what it was called. It was like the five R's of revenue or something. I'm like, well, I want to yeah, know yeah, what the five yeah. R's are. I run a business, <laughs> you know, but yeah, um, yeah, teach me. But I thought that was really interesting, you know, and so I hope that's what Dave's going to bring to the table is the structure and organization to the affiliate model to really help them understand their resources. So what they do feel they're getting is value for that $3,000 a year they're spending. Otherwise, they're going to do what, you know, Dave here was saying, which is go, well, why do I need this? And continue to attrite, you know, and that's what we don't want them to do. So knock on wood, that's what he brings. But. Is that the affiliate fee now? 3K a year? Um, it's been that for a while. I don't know if it's yes. higher or lower than that, but I think the the new people coming in, it is. And today's point, I'd love to see them, you know, put some restrictions on it. You know, I, it, I've, I've been in plenty of gyms where there's one across the street or a mile down yeah, the street. Yeah, yeah. And I've always felt like that's a huge risk to the business, you know, because you, you end up with both gyms going out of business eventually. 
I mean, that's what happens, you know, and you guys, when I started CrossFit, there was no gym for like over an hour away. Wow. Isn't that wild? And I think it took even a minute for that one to open or, or they opened around the same time, but like, yeah, there was like one, like an hour away. And then there was one like two hour, two and a half hours away. Wow. Uh huh. That crazy. Yeah, that is. Is that you're in um, Massachusetts? I'm in Rhode Island now, but at the time I was living in Maine. In Maine, okay. Yeah. That was yeah, like yeah. wild, and you couldn't like you wanted to like find other like Matt and I like went down to Portland for the day, and we were like, we got to drop into a gym. It's the only like <laughs> these are the only other people who know what we're doing right now, and it was like you know needle in a haystack finding your people. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. CrossFit's, CrossFit's pretty amazing. It, you know, it's, um, it's brought so many amazing people into our life. I mean, all of our friends, um, for the last, yeah, 14 years are all via CrossFit. I mean, and internationally just people, it's kind of wild when you think about, uh, the people that you you guys have probably encountered in your lives that never would have if it weren't for CrossFit. It's wild. It, my be- yeah, like so you said, my best friends. Yeah. So many amazing people. Yeah. So that's, that's, if anything, like for me, besides the, uh, the economics of it and the fitness and, and health and benefits and things like that, but it, it's the relationships are crazy, you know? And yeah. honestly, like I work out typically at five thirty in the morning with the morning crew and, and, um, and, uh, you know, we're all, we're all geezers in there just having fun and, <laughs> and, and it's uh, honestly like I um, they like subconsciously they hold me accountable because I, I know that if I'm not there, or if I'm missing days, I'm going to get shit when I come back. You know, what are you doing? Where you been? You know, why are you getting yeah. lazy, falling off the wagon? So so it's neat. It's neat to have that, you know, just that little voice that your your, your crew's looking for you. So, yeah, so many cool things. It is interesting how the relationships are built. And Nikki, I don't think I've ever told you a story, but the first time I met Dave uh, was virtually. He uh, he sent me a message. I think think it was on Instagram. And he's like, hey, I want to talk to you. I'm creating this idea and I want to run it past you. And so I I think we hooked up via phone. He's like, I'm starting an Instagram page called Make Dubs Great Again. And I didn't want to do it without your permission. And I'm like, you don't need my permission. Like, I don't own that name. You don't need my permission. But I always thought that was a real classy thing because I had my and my page wasn't very big at the time. Like, it really wasn't. Like, it was kind of still you were popular. You, yeah, but you, it was still kind growing. of brand new. Well, I was, but that is the point is, is like you didn't have to do that. Like, it was just a real classy move. And I was like, oh, it's really kind of interesting. Here we are now, you know, four or five years later. You know, still, you know, getting to chat and see each other at events and. Texting yeah. back and forth. And Nikki, I don't know if I told you this either. Dave's helping sponsor the adaptive campaign that I'm wrapping up. Yes. And I so huge thank you to you guys. and to RX Smart Gear for that. We, um, we've got 28 winners. Um, I was going through their names today. And by the way, it's hard as hell to contact these people. Um, I thought it'd be easier. I, I should put more thought into this when I started the campaign. But it, I've been just like literally emailing gyms and like, you know, friends of friends. Active work. Well, it didn't occur to me that, you know, I'm just such a dumbass. Like I just assume everyone's on Instagram and everybody knows who I am. Meanwhile, six of these, you know, competitors are in the vision division. So what use do they have for Instagram? Usually like some had Instagram, but I think like four of them didn't. So now I got to go to their gyms and find out, you know, Hey, 
this athlete won. I want to send him a prize. Like it's, it's really has been interesting. Um, but super grateful day for you guys being a part of that and just supporting the community. Cause these athletes have just absolutely busted their ass, just like every other athlete out there. And, yeah. uh, I think it's going to be a really cool thing and we're gonna put some cash in their pocket. And, um, it sounds like they're all getting invites to Madison anyway, to do a podium ceremony. So oh, very cool. cool. hopefully this will defer some of the costs for them. Which yeah. you know, because you know, plane tickets now are like a bazillion dollars. Oh, so. no truly, <laughs> truly. Even yeah. if they're driving, it'll be a bazillion dollars. So no, that's so, so true. Can I tell a quick plane ticket story? Actually, this is sure. very timely. Yeah. So, you guys, I'm going to do my first overnight away from the baby. Oh, Ooh. look at that! That's monumental. Before oh, a year, inside of a uh-huh. year. Uh huh. Wow. Uh huh. Wow. Just one night. Just one night. This week on Thursday. Ah, Lord help me. But anyway, Daddy gets the baby. Daddy gets the baby. Yeah, Daddy, Dad's got the you. baby. Okay. Nope, Dad's got the baby, and I have to just travel for work for like, like less than forty eight hours. Like leave on Thursday morning, come back on Friday night. Um, but it's it's like I said, it's a work trip, and we're just heading down to the D.C. area for the for the day and a half, and holy plane tickets. Whole, mm. Like it is like a 40 minute direct flight from here to there. And the plane tickets were like triple what I remember them being. Yeah, like there were times where truly like, there, and, yeah. and on top of that, did you hear about like all the crazy cancellations and everything like yeah. part for weather, of course, but part because they like can't find people to fly the plane. Like yeah. please fly yeah. the plane. Yeah. Someone needs yeah. to fly the plane. Well, it's, it's yeah. actually it's like the baggage handlers and the people on the ground they just can't staff right now and you know right. that's, no one can yes it was their own fault they laid all the people off and then when they were able to get back to business nobody came back you know or not all of them so it's tough it's a tough world yeah we haven't we haven't booked time. our our tickets to madison yet we just started looking um and we were literally debating. I have a Sprinter van, so we were just debating, like, you know, we always said we wanted to kind of drive and explore Road trip, of the baby. country. Yeah, but gas isn't making it very enticing either. <laughs> no. <laughs> Diesel no. gas in a 48-gallon tank. So, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, that would be that'd be interesting just to take a little road trip and uh, go, go sightseeing a little bit on our way out there and on our way back. So You know, we almost did that last year because I was so pregnant. <laughs> I was like the most pregnant. So we almost drove out to games last year. And I think it would have been like 18 hours oh. or something crazy from my house. Oh, um, yeah. I'm road tripping it for sure. You are? Well, it's not, yeah. it's not all that far. It's like eight How hours. Far yeah, it's oh, like eight, eight hours? hours. Yeah, eight it's hours. not bad. It's oh, I two. wish it was yeah, eight hours. But it, it's That's all nice. it's all cornfields. You go through Chicago is the only thing you see. And then everything else is cornfields the whole way. Mm. Yeah. It smells great, I'm sure. I do want to talk about uh, new innovation and stuff you guys are working on. You guys have all kind of new oh, stuff yeah. going on. What do you have going on in RX Smart Gear right now? Mm. Well, I'm trying to think of last time we spoke. What what did we come out with since the last time we talked? Did we have all the air stuff out, the air mat and the air box? Um, I have not used them. So I think maybe you were just talking about it. Like I didn't see those uh, when I was with you. Or when mm, I saw okay. you, so yeah. So we well, we brought out the air mat first. And the air mat is, um, you know, it's a it's an inflatable six foot by three foot by four inch, um, real durable. It's almost it's almost um, similar to a 
inflatable paddleboard, you know, kind of similar material, yeah. but it's actually meant to be a tumbling surface. So, so um, the company that manufactures those for tumbling, I um, got a hold of their their uh, West Coast distributors, and and uh, they're luckily they're here in my town. So uh, we we hooked up and said, hey, I need this for I need this for people to jump rope on and. You know, just it's it's amazing for people that have joint issues or people that are a little older, need a little more bounce in their step. Um, it's also great for, you know, hotshot athletes that need to work on skill because um, it just let, allows them to get a lot of reps in and, and getting a little bit more airtime, you know, solves a lot of problems uh, for people. So yeah. so the air mat's yeah. been great. Um, Wait, I also that love today. that, like... I also love that, like, if you, let's say you work out at home, but the only space you have to do your double unders is like out in your driveway or something that you're not wrecking your rope. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. Well, for that, we actually have a, we actually have a doormat. It doubles as a doormat and a jump rope mat. So Ah, literally it's a a doormat jumping mat. And it's, it's, you know, it's the size of a doormat. It's just a few feet long by whatever, two feet wide, but fits perfectly in front of your door. Has our has our logo on it? I don't know if you can see that, but um, yep, but I'm then looking pull, at it right pull, now, pull it away and and turn it uh, perpendicular and uh, and then jump on it. And it's just for your rope to take the impact for your rope, so it doesn't um, get all scratched up. But um, perfect. So then we we took the air mat and reconfigured that into an air box. Um, so it's a twenty four inch high. Um, plyo box you know just to replace a wooden box um so you 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 can't hurt yourself on it of course as, as soon as i say that somebody yeah. will find a way challenge to accepted yeah challenge right. accepted exactly um yeah you'd have a hard time bashing your shins on is what i'm getting at like if you miss and you know you you, you uh, avoid the the shin banging um and it's also just much better for your joints to jump on so again for people there are a lot of people out there who who are traumatized from missing a box jump and won't won't do it anymore like they're just they refuse to do box jumps they'll just do step ups or what have you um so so a product like this just kind of opens the door for them to get back into it and have a safer safer environment i missed a box jump like two days ago and i did not want to make another attempt and it was a a short sprint it was like a three minute sprint and i missed one and i'm like i stepped back from the box i'm like do i have to do it again but i had to because i had like 10 reps to go that's the worst feeling (laughs) i would have loved to have had that box absolutely this This is so cool dave like what a great idea i'm i'm looking at it right now on your website and it's it's like inflatable so it's filled with air but it's Mm -hmm. still like heavy enough that you can like it doesn't like flip out from under you because sometimes i feel like even the little boxes you know if you use like a like a junior wooden box or a half wooden box when i jump on it i'm like like i I hope i get on the right side of it Right, for sure. So we actually, so it's um, it's funny when we were developing it. I I originally had the dimensions match the regular rogue, you know, competition boxes, right? Three sided uh, boxes, right? Twenty inch, twenty four yeah. inch, and thirty inch. So I had it mimic that size um, as if it were on the twenty four inch height, right? So thirty inches wide, only twenty inches of depth in front of you, um, and that was just too unstable um, because actually it is very light. So that's the thing that when people jump on it initially, um, it, it could feel unstable uh, just because it, it is light. But I ended up changing it to a 30 by 30 
footprint. So it's a 30 by 30 square, um, which makes it way more stable. So when I use it, I don't anchor it down. But for people who we knew would probably be a little bit um, annoyed by it feeling, you know, wobbly, we have uh, Velcro anchors that strap to the top. And it's just like a big chin strap that you can put a weight plate through and just put a couple of, you know, either 15 or 25 pound weight plates on either side. And then it's and then it's rock solid. But like I, I used it during the open that had all those box jump workouts. And I was yeah, yeah. trying trying to haul butt. My 53 year old, you know, <laughs> saggy, saggy ass was trying to go as fast as I could. Um, but it was great because I I I went ballistic for me. I went ballistic and I wasn't worried about, you know, the consequences. And let me knock on yeah. wood. I didn't I didn't crash or anything, but I, I didn't care if I did because it, it wouldn't have hurt. But um so it's a little pricey. Um, we, it's, again, one of those things where we have to get volume up and try and work on price points with our manufacturer. So, um, but just uber convenient because you can deflate it, roll it up like a taco, fits in a closet. Um, it's got six different heights, you know, from uh, four inches all the way up to 24 on um, four-inch increments, you know. So you can just peel off layers and you can use the pads for other things, right? Use them for um, seated dips, um, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, like whatever you want. So yeah, we're just trying to find something for the home market that, uh, might be useful, but you know, one of my funniest box jump memories I have was, uh, quite a few years ago when I was more in in competitive shape and I was working out with uh, a, a young colleague of mine who was just a stud, you know, this, this kid was a former Navy rescue swimmer and, um, and and he was just you know ended up being the top guy in our gym, and he would just smoke us at every workout. And uh, he was my best friend, and I didn't mind it. Like I knew he was going to beat me, but he uh, gave me something to chase. And we were doing a workout on Thanksgiving morning that had thirty inch box jumps, and um, and with thirty inch, I don't try and rush because I'm I'm not a big jumper, so I'm just methodically you know getting on the box and then hopping down. And he's he's way ahead of me going ballistic. And he, he, on the last round, um, and it finished with box jumps and he caught his toe, came down on his shin, put like a five inch long gash all the way to the bone and, you know, hit the ground, holding his shin, you know, writhing in pain, blood squirting everywhere. It was like a Quentin Tarantino movie. And so he's right beside me. So, you know, I'm doing my box jump and I see him, you know, rolling around in pain. And, uh, I had about, you know four more box jumps. And so I finished my box jumps and said, I won. And then I went and took care of them and actually drove them to the hospital when they put stitches, they had to do stitches inside and stitches outside, which was pretty funny on Thanksgiving morning. But, but, um, but at least I beat him in the workout. So I mean that, that, yeah, of course. I've had that happen so many times. We had to institute a rule early on. This is in the super competitive early days of CrossFit that uh, if at some point we were like, all right, listen, guys, if somebody hits their shin, you got to at least give them a courtesy. You okay? And then if yeah. they say they're okay, you can keep going. You got to quit beating people and gloating. Yep. I did that so many times to people. <laughs> so I just feel times. like I just feel like everybody gets one, right? Everybody gets yeah. one real bad shin yeah. bunk. And then I, yeah. mine was very early on. And I remember it like it kind of like it didn't tear down to the bone, but it tore down to like the Oof. fascia, like that yeah. like connected Oof. tissue where like it took like a whole minute or two to start bleeding at all. For a while, it was just white. Oof. And I was like, what is happening? 
what is happening to my body? Yeah. I don't understand. Ugh. It's funky looking. It's very funky Ugh. looking. So I didn't like it. Yeah. So worst. So, but on to yeah. Other so the, that box fixes that problem for people. It does. Yeah, the box is fun. Definitely, I definitely enjoy the box. So a new one that I haven't released yet, but I'm excited to show you. <gasps> um, this this one I'm super proud of. So my thing is. Um, I always like to try and figure out how can we create a progression for people because it's always like there's that with skills, there's the haves and have nots. Either you can do double unders or you can't, right? Um, you know, either you can do muscle ups or you can't. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of like intermediate progressions. And, and that always bugged me just because, you know, my wife and I with our, our gymnastics coaching background, right? It was always about having progressions and bringing people into skills very methodically so that they really had a solid foundation. And, um, you know, I, I patented a, a muscle up ring. I have to bring that ring back into, uh, back into the market. We've had manufacturing issues, but I invented a muscle up ring that, um, has, you know, built up platforms that you, it helps with your false grip. And it just allows people to work their strict muscle up, and and it and allows them to hold a false grip and you can attach a band to it and you could do band assisted strict muscle ups just like you do band assisted strict pull ups right to get stronger at pull ups before you do right. unassisted cuz i try and then i try so hard i put one one band in each ring and i'm trying yeah. to put my feet in them and there's no way to do it and then they're like yeah. you know snapping all up into my crotch it's not fun. yeah yeah Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so that, that ring, I need to get, get that back on the market. Cause that's a, that's a great, uh, we just need to re retool it. Cause we made it out of wood and we probably need to make it out of a different material. But anyway, so moving forward, another thing that I watched for years is the people who would just struggle with rope climbs, learning how to rope climb. And it's always fascinated me that, you know, there wasn't a lot of things you could do like the the best everybody sits on a box and then just sits leans back and practices their footlock um and you know the the really the best uh progression you could do for rope climb is if your ropes are close enough to your pull-up rig and you hang a rope over the rig or even hang it over and even tie it in a loop that way it's stationary and then you hold your pull-up bar and then you practice your footlock and then stand you know put yeah. weight on your feet and do a, do a pull-up right um, so the problem is, is that most gyms don't have that capacity because you typically want your ropes far away from your rig. That way you don't have any injuries. Right. So, um, so anyway, I came up with the rope climb wizard. Can you see it? I can't see myself, so I don't yes, know. I can see it. It. What is that thing? It looks like a bicycle handle kind of. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So. I'm laying in bed one, one morning and I just, you know, it's something I've been pondering like for the last several years. And I don't know why this one morning things clicked and came together and I rushed into work and grabbed a PVC pipe and, and I had this webbing, this webbing strap that was from our old gymnastics days. And I, you know, kind of like tinkered and rigged it onto the rope and I made a little T-bar to hang on the rope so that I could practice my footlock over and over and over, right? Because that's your weak link. When people are trying to learn a rope climb they're always trying to fidget with their feet they're uncoordinated they don't know you know what goes where meanwhile they're they're slipping and they're preoccupied because they can't hold themselves right. this way very long and so 
Um, yeah, so this this removes that that barrier and allows people to hang and practice their footlock methodically and then do do stand-ups. I call them stand-ups, right? So they can like lock their feet, stand up, and then let their feet swing off the rope, swing it back on, lock them just like you would, right, to mimic a true rope climb and then stand up. So it's, um, I, we, I've been using it at uh, CrossFit East County is, is my home gym that I belong to. And, and there, everybody there is always our little, you know, uh, lab rats that we get to kind of test these things out on and teach so many people rope climbs so fast with this silly little tool. Um, so I'm excited to get this out there because I think it's going to help a lot of people. And I, I do think climbing rope is kind of an important life skill just because sometimes you got to get out of a tree or get in a tree or get out of a building, a burning building on the second floor and you tie sheets together. I mean, it, it, it's life. You know, I think climbing a rope up or down is, is uh, an important life skill. So anyway, so I'm excited to get that going that those should be out pretty soon. Cool. I love it. Very, Very cool stuff. Nikki and I have been working on something. You'll see our project. Yeah, let me see it. I'm gonna show you our project. I have a very wonderful photo of Nikki here. Oh hey, Look at this it's belt. me. Look at this belt. <gasps> Can't see the belt. Fun. My screen's not letting me see like the whole picture. Oh, here, hold on. Let me see if I can get you. You're gonna have to watch photo. it back. Hey, oh, so look at that. cute. Look at that. Our kettlebells and cocktails belt. That's awesome. That we're releasing. Who's it made from- by? Uh, two pood. Two pood. Yep, we're releasing this tomorrow. Actually, we got our new belts coming out, and then uh, if I can get this on the screen, a couple of shirts. Congrats! Coming out Thank with you. it. Thank you. Been a long time it. coming. Been a long time coming. We're. I'm so excited. I'm so incredibly excited about this belt. I feel like our. First of all, our logo is so fun. Shout out to Landy Design Co. who helped us make that. Like very nice. just like on point, on brand, like everything that we, that we strive for in this podcast to be like fun and down to earth and part of the community and all that. And Hey, you know, there was someone wearing it at semifinals and he thought it was a fruit cup. So, and that resonated <laughs> with him. So that was so weird, by the way. So God, weird. I couldn't even believe it. There was like an athlete out on the floor. We have not released this belt and I'm staring at him from the sideline. And I was like, that's our, that's our freaking belt. How do you get it? Are you are you serious? Well, Tupood came to the gym and, you know, like we're, we're helping support athletes who are going to semifinals and let everyone like pick out the belt that they wanted and they have a bazillion designs. And so this guy was like, I want that one. And he came <laughs> off the competition floor and I was like, dude, your belt. And he was like, yeah, yeah. It's the fruit cup belt from Tupood. And I was like, no, no, it's, it's my podcast belt. That's, yeah, that's my logo. And I like turned it. I'm like, it's on him. And I'm like pointing to it. I'm like, see where it says John and Nikki? I'm Nikki. <laughs> he's like, so no, amazing. I know. I just, he knew who we were and he listened to the show, but he didn't put two and two together. So anyway, if you like the show or if you like kettlebells and or cocktails, or if you like fruit cups, Good go on, cups. get the belt. <laughs> I like all three. Go on and get the belt. And um, we'll have we'll have like a link to it on Tupu's website. And we will have uh, a promo code that we can share once it's live. We can put it in the show notes and, and we can put it in um, on our social media tomorrow. But it comes out tomorrow. So keep an eye out, everyone. Um, Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Exciting. Yeah. Thank you very I much. I think that the story. shirts are coming later. 
but the belt is coming tomorrow. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's right. I have no idea. I don't. I'm just along for this ride. I'm just along for yeah. the ride day. This is how this podcast works. <laughs> well, then you got a good driver. Then you got a good steerer of the ship. I'm just here for Love the snarky it. comments. That's my whole job. That is my. <laughs> that is my entire job. Well, hey, I, I don't know when we're gonna when you're gonna kick me off, but before before we do, I want to. I'd like to get my two shout outs and a little yes. informative um, pieces out if I could. Uh, Bring it on. Hawaiian Trail Run. If you haven't been, Hawaiian <gasps> Trail Run, yes. September seventeenth. It's going to be full force September seventeenth out on on Kauai. Um, that's that's where I, I was actually on a, a board meeting bef- right before jumping on with you guys. I apologize, I was a little tardy. Um, but uh, it's run by the Keala Foundation and Aaron Hoff, uh, who founded the the Keala Foundation and the Trail Run. So that's just an amazing. Um, program that they're putting together and and i just learned so much more of of things that they've been developing just um for youth programs out on the island of Kauai, and they're really i think they're the i think the ultimate goal is to really like create these programs that they can then spread out to other areas and let other people jump in and so they're you know they're partnering with other gyms on Kauai, uh, which is new because basically aaron was just setting up his own CrossFit gyms that could facilitate, you know, this, this kids program. Um, but it, it's phenomenal. And the trail runs is like one of the biggest fundraisers of the year for them, but it's just such a fun event. Uh, either of you have been or haven't? I, no, no I, we have not. I've been invited okay. a couple of times and then, uh, you know, COVID hit and yeah, we all quit traveling. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, yep. my best friend Logan has gone out to help a few times with like emceeing and, and helping with coaching and stuff like yeah. that. And uh, oh, yeah. she loves it every year. It's like her favorite event. Yeah. Yeah. Logan's awesome. Yeah. She's, yeah. she does amazing when she's out there. So yeah. So that's on the calendar, September 17th, get out there. That's going to be a fun one. And then, um, power monkey camp is, um, oh, is first week of October. That's another thing. If you haven't been to a power monkey camp, um, it still baffles me that when I mention it to people, they have absolutely no clue. My brother-in-law, I was just having dinner with my brother-in-law, um, a week ago or so. And he's been crossfitting for quite a while, not as long as us, but almost. And so he's been around and, uh, I, I told him about power monkey camp. He, he and his wife had never heard of it. And <gasps> I was just baffled. Come on. So, Do yeah. you know that we have never been, I can't believe that i've never been and i also i cannot believe my husband has never been because like power monkey camp is like made for matt matt is like like the kid that never grew up that would like still he like wants to like monkey bar across the rig every time he walks into the gym you know what i mean yeah it's insane we got to find a time to go you guys got to go i mean it's yeah it's kettlebell it's kettlebells and cocktails and food cups and and all that like uh (laughs) totally it's literally literally CrossFit camp for adults and um with the best instructors in the world uh, they're amazing so you you just learn so much uh but just the environment is so cool it's just such a fun uh fun week so uh, it'll be our 18th camp so uh ninth ninth year doing we do two a year spring and fall this will be our our, um 18th camp so yeah where where is it located it's in it's in a little town actually it's outside of a little town called crossville tennessee which is about 30 minutes from cookville 30 minutes from mayhem yep, yep. and so one you know every every camp um on wednesday there's a field trip to the mayhem gym and that's typically where um chris hinshaw will will 
put everybody through his aerobic capacity program and um, and put them through several workouts and, and teach them up. So they do that at the Mayhem Gym and everybody gets to, you know, buy souvenirs and T-shirts. And you know, every once in a while, um, Rich may be there and they may get a photo op, but typically he's up at his barn and, and I usually use that time to go visit the barn and and uh, check in on those guys, make sure all their equipment is good and their, their ropes are set ready for, for comp. So, um, um, but yeah, it's just, it's an amazing amazing week so and the the facility is a it's actually a year-round gymnastics camp it's a full-time privately owned gymnastics camp that two former olympians u.s olympians you know partnered up bought the land raw cleared it i mean literally like tore down trees and and cleared this i mean they had quite a vision um to clear this land and build all these bungalows build a chow hall build a thirty thousand square foot um facility like gymnastics facility and so so after their busy season ends they recycle all their equipment you know they'll sell it off and then get you know new stuff in for the for the new season but during that downtime is when we bring in all the crossfit equipment set up rigs you know rings squat racks assault bikes assault runners like all all the above and um and then everybody um yeah everybody gets um the most amazing CrossFit experience of their life. I know we gotta go. I gotta get. I gotta get Matt to go. I'm like seriously. He's like born for it. Yeah, he's, he's the definition yeah. of big gymnastics. That he's got some big man gymnastic skills. Well, it, it's a couple grand to go. I think the. I think if you don't get an early bird discount, the rate's up to like twenty four hundred bucks. I want to say for the week, and that's, you know, that's you get yourself there. At least get yourself to the Nashville airport, and then. Um, the shuttle bus will pick you up and bring you to camp. And then once you're there, it's all inclusive. So all the meals. Right, are covered. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's, it's phenomenal. But, but if you guys went and uh, we should, I should link you up with Dave Durante and Chad Vaughn and, and um, you guys Dave. go. Yeah. Dave's amazing. Go, go and maybe broadcast there and maybe be a, be kind of a broadcast arm of the camp and, um, you know, do it. document your experience. You guys would love it. And there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, late night, wine tasting going on too by the way so and figure well if it's crossfit camp then right it has to be that way yeah yeah definitely, super definitely fun. get talked into that well, one last thing before we wrap it up you're going to see danny and alec next week right i oh, am yeah. our besties yeah 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 we had we actually just had dinner with uh with danny uh and her boyfriend last week here in town before before they scooted out um, and, uh, yeah, leaving, uh, Monday and I'll spend a few days out there with them and, and hopefully, um, we're going to capture some media with them and, and hopefully Laura too, um, trying oh, to get yeah. that all worked out. Yeah. Cause Laura's there and, and Danny's, Danny's excited to train with her. That'll be yeah. a fun, that'll be a fun, fun, uh, duo to watch, get after it. Get those two it's ladies really ready for the game. Yeah. And a really great little camp that they're starting to form just by like being yeah. friends and wanting to be together and push each other. It's very cool to see. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's super cool. Actually, I, I heard through the grapevine that Danielle Brandon's going to go up and train with Mal and Matt up uh, with her coach. You know, they're going to go oh, wow. up and just, you know, the, the coaches are, the coaches are getting, they're getting uh, edgy. They're getting around each other and, you know, spending some time. So that'll be It'll be some neat, um, you know, I'm sure they're going to capture media. I have no idea, but I'm, you know, sure they'll capture media uh, while they're doing it. But it'd be fun to see, you know, because now we have, you know, 
in a sense, you know, the AFC and the NFC, you have these right. different teams totally. that won their, won their divisions, right? And so now we get to see them like, okay, will will the winners of each semifinal be the top five or what have you right, right at mm. the games? It'll be really curious to see. So, uh, you know, these head-to-heads. So, yeah. So yeah. it's... Uh, Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. I like them like going together and and figuring stuff out together and not being super secretive because I feel like it's in each's coach each coach's best interest to make their athlete the best. And to be the best, you gotta go up against the best. So like it's cool to see them sort of not like sharing trade secrets, but like being like, Yeah, yeah, come up. Like shit, put your people with my people. Let's see what happens. Like we're all we all need to train to get better. So like let's just do it. You know, I don't know. If, I don't know if people forgot. Absolutely, I 100 agree with you. And I don't know if people forgot, but um, you know, Matt Frazier trained under Shane Orr with Tia for whatever a year, yeah. year and a half. Um, you know, following following Shane's programming, so he's got insight to what they do and mixed with what he does. And um, you know, when when Scotty Panchik went to go be on Mayhem's team. Uh, you know, I talked to Scott about it and he's like, I'm excited to go see how Rich trains. Like, I want yeah. something new, you know, some new new spin on things. And I'm sure I might be able to teach, you know, Rich a few things. And, uh, you know, so it's neat to see yeah, a lot of, a lot of sharing going on. And um, it, it's kind of cool. And you got, yeah, you got the, the Brute crew down in Naples that are killing yep. it. They got some amazing yep. athletes. And, yeah, I think uh, all that synergy building off each other is, is, is pretty Pretty interesting. And I noticed in the morning chalk up there's an article about the athletes that train alone, like the Fakowskis and I saw that people, today. People like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's that, also that very alone. interesting. In there. Yeah, I think it's just there's space for every type of person. There's space for all those personalities and there's space for people to make this their own. And I like that you can't quite put your finger on the magic solution. It's not right. always a training camp. It's not always being alone. It's not always sharing. It's not always being secretive. It's like I like that it's unpredictable and you can't almost, there's no best practice almost. You just got to figure out like who these individuals are and what they, their personal recipe is for success. It's different across the board. I do think the the magic formula is you have to be five, six. I'm pretty sure. There's part of, that's part of it. Yes. That's totally part of it. Yeah. I had to break it to, break it to Matt that he, uh, my Matt Brazier, not Frazier, that he will never make it to the games at like six, two. Yeah. <laughs> they're not gonna like they're one. not gonna lower the bar they're not gonna raise the bars for him so he won't be able to do pull-ups they're not <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope. Uh, they won't be able to do anything nope nope yep. you're right oh my gosh you're right too funny yeah so it'll be fun i'm gonna yeah go hang out with with those guys uh next week and um this should be good i think we'll capture some good media and be fun to watch those guys and coach them up a little bit they're always looking to you know sharpen their their tool bag anywhere they can yeah. so Dude, super, super jealous, but I'm excited for you. That'll be fun. You guys will have a blast. Thanks. For thanks. sure. Well, dude, thanks appreciate for joining. Guys. We appreciate you coming yeah, on. Dave, and, thanks. And spending time and talking about what's going on and just shooting the shit. That's uh, kind of Nikki and I's favorite part of the week, just mm-hmm. talking about the issues and, and finding out.